This is the Parent Life Podcast, and I'm Jason Stanland. Today, we're going to be doing something new here on the podcast. Uh, this is brand new year, 2022, new year, new season, and new uh, format for the podcast. So, um, some of our best parenting material and content has actually been produced in the pulpit by our preachers and teachers here at the church. So with the new longer format, this gives me the opportunity to do something I've never done before, where I can now segue into a sermon or clip of a sermon um, that has to do with parenting or something like that that was produced here at Fruit Cove Baptist Church. Um, So in the month of May this past year, May 17th, 2021, also known as Mother's Day, uh, Pastor Tim Maynard preached a series called A Psalm uh, or Psalms for the Family. Um, He preached a psalm when you're overwhelmed. That was the title of the sermon for May 17th. It was so appropriate. We were coming out of the pandemic, coming out of the lockdown, and I just kind of went back to that sermon uh, with the new things we're facing, whether it's Omicron or some of the political stuff going into a midterm election year. Uh, Our culture and society here in America just seems to be upside down. So... Uh, We're going to jump into that. Uh, Again, you can go to the description in the bottom to get the markers, the time markers for different topics if you want to move around or come back and listen to a section again. Um, But we're going to jump to that now. A pastor said he got an urgent email through the church from a mother in his congregation. And the email said this. It said, Dear Pastor, I'm overwhelmed It seems that my life just moves from one disaster to the next. I can't keep up with my children, and my wife has gone, or my husband has gone to meetings all the time and doesn't help much. I truly don't know what I'm going to do. Please give me some counsel. Please give me some help. And it was signed, your wife. Now, I hope you're not having to send emails to your husband to get help at home, ladies. I hope that's not the case today. But happy Mother's Day. We, we want to try to honor you to make you feel special. And I really hope for you that your children do rise up and call you blessed today. Maybe you've been thinking, you know, I'd be blessed if they just call me on the phone, if they just rise up and make a phone call. So I hope that happens for you today. But on Monday, we all know that life goes back to normal, Right? You're going to be left probably with a dirty kitchen to clean up from your family's fragile and probably failed effort to fix you breakfast in bed today. And, and really, you know, Mother's Day, leading this service, leading a message on Mother's Day is a struggle for me. As a man, it's really hard to think about what kind of sermon moms want to hear on Mother's Day. So this year we polled some moms and asked them what kind of sermon would be best for you on Mother's Day. And we were interested to learn that we got a a unanimous response. The response was a short one. So (laughs) I know you're getting ready to go out to lunch after this is over, so we'll try to keep it as short as possible. You know, it has to be overwhelming at times. I'm not going to pretend to know how much, but it has to be overwhelming at times to be a mom. And especially the times we're living in. You know, I can only stand by and observe, but I've noticed some of y'all have a lot of kids. I'm noticing more and more people pulling into this parking lot with what looks to me like a school bus painted black. I mean, they're just coming in and their kids piling out and I don't know if they're yours, uh, you know, who, who, where all they are coming from, but they're, they are probably your children. 
And, and I just wonder, honestly, I just wonder, I raised two, I'm just wondering, how do you do that? I, I mean, how do you get eight kids ready on Sunday morning? You know, how do you do that? Mom had her six kids out at a grocery store one day, and a man walked by and just kind of looked and whistled, and he said, man, are, he, are these all yours, or is this a picnic? She said, they're all mine, and it ain't no picnic. And... <laughs> You know, so that may be the case for you today. After her third child, one young mom wrote a friend to thank her for a gift. She'd gotten her this state-of-the-art playpen, and she wrote her a note. She said, thank you so much for that playpen. She said, I can get in it, and the kids can't get to me for 15 minutes. So I don't know how you're hiding out at home and how all that's working out for you, but, uh, you know, as I was selecting psalms for this series on the family, this one that we're going to look at today kind of stuck out to me as I, it just seemed to fit. And, and, it's, and it's fitting more than moms today. Please hear me. Um, I, I'm, I need to hear this message as well today, even though I'm not a mother. So this is not just a mother for moms. But I know that, that parenting itself can be overwhelming today. This has been an incredibly hard year for so many people. And, and then we add the COVID crisis, the changing sands in our culture, and the uncertainty of our economic and political policies, and the stresses can just really pile up. Um, there's a lot of pressures of modern motherhood today. During the pandemic, moms who worked a job outside the home were learning burnout at a rate two to one to men. So if you're a working mom, working moms emotionally crashed and burned during the pandemic at a rate two to one to men. One preschool mom said, you know, you know you're in a pandemic when your five-year-old interrupts you and tells you to be quiet because she's on a Zoom call with her class. So I know it's been a tough time at home and trying to manage all those things. Moms struggle greatly with the pressure of comparing themselves with other moms, uh, culture and Social media pushes that comparison on you, and moms feel shame and guilt about their parenting far more than dads do. Dads worry about some things, but moms feel shame when things don't go well. And then, of course, there are the ever-present reality shows and YouTube channels and books that pile on that comparison to tell you how to do it right and how you're doing it wrong. Single moms in our communities, in this community, single moms struggle to put food on the table for their children and a roof over their heads. It's a stressful time to be a mom. Moms, in fact, most moms say they need more help than they're getting from their spouse. So guys, take note. Don't be the guy that your wife sends an email to and says, I need help. Will you please show up and help me? But today I want us to hear the, the counsel of God's word. We're going to look at Psalm 57 this morning. Psalm 57. Now there's not a word in here about moms. There's not a word in here about necessarily, this is not directed at women. It is directed at people. Let's see if you qualify. People who are overwhelmed. You are overwhelmed. Now, that, that's not necess- there's no objective criteria for being overwhelmed. Being overwhelmed is how you feel. You feel overwhelmed. Your life circumstances make you feel like, I can't, I can't cope with this. I can't keep all of these plates spinning. You're overwhelmed. And a lot of moms today would say, that's me. I am simply 
overwhelmed. So God's word says in Psalm 57, verse 1, Be merciful to me, O Lord. Be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame those who trample on me. God will send out his steadfast love and faithfulness. My soul is in the midst of lions. I lay down amid fiery beasts. The children of man. By the way, it's not talking about your children there. It's not, you know. The children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my way, but they have fallen into it themselves. Selah, that means stop and think about that for a moment. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and let your glory be over all the earth. And Lord, will you please hear us reading that, but praying it to you this morning. Be exalted, oh God, in this room, in our lives, in our homes, in our parenting, in the circumstances that we all face each day. We'll be careful to praise you continually. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a psalm and an outcry for help. Uh, and, and the ultimate expression of praise of an, of an overwhelmed individual. David was being hunted down by King Saul. He had now resorted to hiding out in caves and in rocks in the wilderness, hiding for his life. David had done nothing wrong to deserve having to live in a cave and hide for his life. He could have gotten bitter and angry and complained to God about how unfair it all was. But from that lonely and that difficult place, a psalm of praise was written and sung to the Lord. You know, I want you to notice something as you read the psalms. And I want you to think about this not only today, but ongoing as we read some more. David wrote all the psalms chose the choir master, chose the musician, set up processions of parade, parades, literally of parades, and he did all of it without a building. Huh. He didn't have a sanctuary. The temple was built later by his son. So these things were being done without a building. Church, you can praise the Lord without a building. In fact, you may be needing to praise the Lord today from your rock or from your cave or from your hiding place or under the table or wherever you may be this morning, whatever the circumstance may find you in, but we praise the Lord regardless of where we are. This is not just something we have to come to a church and do. We praise the Lord continuously. So three things I want to point out in trying to honor the short sermon request. First of all, I want to point out the comfort of the psalm. The comfort of the psalm. God is our refuge. 
even when we're overwhelmed, all right? God is our refuge, even when we're overwhelmed. God, you know, David is saying, Lord, be merciful to me. Be merciful to me. We take refuge in God. He is our shelter. He's our hiding place. Sometimes, moms, you need to put yourself in time out. You know, we get this backwards. We send our kids away in time out. You need to send yourself away in time out. You need to lock yourself in the bedroom and take some time. Kids, sometimes you need to say, mom, you need some time out. Because moms get stressed and sometimes you just need to pull back, mom, and find some refuge. We can't find refuge in our day-to-day walk and existence. We need that shelter, that hiding place sometimes. David was surrounded by wild animals, literally, he's saying. And I, I would imagine he could see the animals from the vantage point of his cave. And he could see soldiers beating the bushes looking for him. But in the midst of that, in the midst of that, he worshiped the God who sheltered him. You know, God shelters us, doesn't he? Have you read through scripture? Have you thought about how many times God shelters people? God sheltered Noah and his family in an ark for a year as a flood raged outside. God sheltered Jacob with his uncle Laban uh, in his home to protect him from a brother who wanted to take his life. God sheltered Moses in the wilderness for 40 years to prepare him to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. God sheltered David for 15 years after he was anointed king. He emerged a man after God's own heart. God sheltered Elijah by the brook Kareth, and afterward he stood alone against the prophets of Baal. God sheltered Jonah three days and three nights in a great fish. When he emerged, he preached the greatest revival in history. God sheltered Daniel for 70 years in Babylon. And that was where he wrote the book of Daniel. God sheltered the disciples for 10 days in an upper room until the Holy Spirit descended at Pentecost. God sheltered Paul in the Arabian desert for three years to prepare him to be the first missionary and to turn the world literally upside down. God later sheltered Paul in a Roman prison where many of the New Testament letters were written. God sheltered the apostle John on the Isle of Patmos where he received the book of Revelation. And finally, God sheltered Jesus in a tomb for three days where he then emerged, resurrected, and our salvation came forth. God doesn't waste time when he puts us in time out. When we go to refuge, we're, we're not wasting those hours and days. God is shaping us even in those times when that's happening. So there's a comfort in that. We need to remember that we can flee to God as our refuge. Secondly, there's the counsel of the psalm. We're to cry out to God even when we're confused. Look at what it says in verse 3. David said, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. This is no less than the clear counsel of God's word that we need sometimes to speak aloud our frustration, to verbalize our fears and our concern. You know, when we get overwhelmed, our thoughts become entangled. Moms, how about this? Stop crying out at your children and cry out to God. Stop crying out to your children. Why did you do that? Number one, 
They don't know why. You're assuming that they are acting rationally. They are not. Many of them are not rational beings yet, and they don't act rationally. You know, how, well, you know what they do? They look at mom, they look at dad, and they act like you. So if what your children are doing is bothering you, you might want to look in the mirror first. Think, okay, so what am I seeing in me that they're doing? You know, why did you put the cat in the dryer again? They don't know. They don't know why they do these things. They just do them. They just do them. So the issue is, you, you know, you need to refocus. This is what David's doing. He's, he's refocusing his energy and his thoughts. He's not crying out in anger against God. He's crying out to God for God. What do I do, God? How do I handle this? What do you want me to do? And, and this is not, listen, this is not little David sitting in a corner with his hands folded in his head. He's crying out. It's a yell. It's a shout. I'm crying out to God. God, where are you? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to live in this moment? Sometimes we need to do that, I think. We don't do that nearly enough. You won't scare God when you do that, by the way. I know he's used to hearing us pray silently and quietly and reverently. Sometimes we need to scream, God, what's going on? What do I do? How do I get through this? And speaking of of moms, you and their father, let let me... you, you two need to agree on how to approach important things in your family's life, like discipline. You need to agree on that, especially if it's a custodial situation you're in. You need to agree. Now listen, it, it, you're not going to agree always. But here's the main thing. Don't let your children see you disagree. You want to lose the battle in your home, that's all you have to do. Let them see you Disagree, and they will exploit that disagreement every time. They will drive a wedge deeper and deeper. Disagree behind closed doors. When you're together, agree, and life will be a lot easier. Your children will be less confused because they don't need to be hearing counsel from two adults, the most important adults in their life that are telling them two different things. You need to agree to keep from confusing your own children. A little girl came to her mom once and said, Mom and Daddy said we came from monkeys. And you always told us that God made us. So who's right? And Mom got down on her level and said, Honey, your daddy was talking about his side of the family. (laughs) When you're confused, you, you cry out to Jesus. We cry out to Jesus. We bring our confusion and our questions to him. And then finally, there's the conclusion of this psalm. Exalt the Lord even when you don't understand him. Exalt the Lord, even when you don't understand him. And that's hard sometimes, folks. Humanly speaking, when we don't get it, when we can't clearly see the reason why we're overwhelmed in whatever circumstance. We can't see it. We can't understand it. We can't see the purpose behind the difficulty that we're in. You you trust that God has a reason for the things that are happening to you. You you exalt him in the midst of the mess. Do you understand? You exalt him. Not when the, the mess clears out. Not when the dust settles. Not when things are calm and peaceful and you can sit on your front porch and drink coffee and it's a wonderful day. In the midst of it, you say, God... Be exalted in this. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, don't, I can't process it. But God, be exalted 
in the midst of this. Be exalted when my children don't call me on Mother's Day. Be exalted when my children defy me and stand in my face. Be exalted when I can't get my husband to help me. Not when all these things work out, God, I'll be sure to praise you. No, no, that's not what David's doing. David's still stuck in a cave when he's praising this. David's still in the circumstance that is not good, but he is saying, God, be exalted. This is, in fact, this is like my favorite psalm in the Bible. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens and let your glory be known over all the earth. It's my favorite psalm. I love this psalm. I've come back to it many times when I'm in a cave. And I've been in a cave a few times. So we exalt God in the midst of the mess as Jesus hung dying on the cross to pay for our sins. Even Jesus cried out as the darkness came and Golgotha grew black. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. God, why have you forsaken me? Sometimes we don't understand. And God's not obliged to explain everything to you. But can you praise him even when you don't get it? Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that was a blessing. I hope that you received that in the spirit in which it was preached. One of, hey, we're all kind of going through this rough patch together and we need to uphold one another. Um, But more importantly, we need to be upheld by Christ. Faith and the Christian life is not marked by knowing what to do next or what the next best step is. But the Christian life truly is just marked by faith in Jesus Christ, meaning trusting Him on a day-in, day-out basis with your parenting, uh, with just living your life. So uh, thank you for listening to the Parent Life podcast today. If you have any questions about me or my ministry, you can go to jasonstanlin.com. For more information about Fruit Cove Baptist Church here in Jacksonville and her ministries, you can go to fruitcove.com. That's Fruit Cove with a V. And then the links are in the description and the bios. Uh, If you would like to submit a question or response to the podcast, you can email me at parentlife at fruitcove.com. Love to respond. Love to uh, consider some of the topics or things that you would like to uh, see addressed. And finally, may you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Colossians 1, 9. Have a great week.